Alan Garner's family has been rooted in one particular place in East Cheshire, the village of Alderley Edge, since the 16th century. To the north of the village is an enormous hill made of red sandstone, known as the Edge, riddled with tunnels and mine shafts, and it was on this hill that Garner played as a child and learned its stories, and came to think of it as a place of magic. For Garner, the Edge is always rooted in prehistory, and anchors him not only to a social background, but to a personal mythology. This mythology is a recycling of energy, through which the landscape of the Edge and other places in Britain are given life in Garner's novels. Garner describes mythology as a very condensed form of experience. It is very highly worked material, he says. It has passed through unknown individual subconsciences until it has become almost pure energy. At the age of 11, he passed the entrance exam to Manchester Grammar School, and later he won a place at Magdalen College, Oxford, to study classics, only to drop out after a year and return to the edge with the ambition of becoming a writer. I became an author through no burning ambition, he writes, but through a process of elimination, which lasted from the age of 16 to 21, rejecting everything until I had isolated the only occupation to offer what seemed necessary. Although Garner did not know any of them at the time, he is often grouped with the other post-war British children fantasy writers, such as Susan Cooper, Penelope Lively, and Diana Wynne-Jones, all of whom attended Oxford in the 1950s, and were participants in what is known as the Second Golden Age of children's literature. Beyond the Oxford connection, their work in many ways follows J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis in their use of medievalism and myth, although a more complex relationship with the contemporary world defines them as a group of writers apart. Many of Garner's novels combine his own deeply felt experience of a landscape rooted in childhood with an academic specialist knowledge of the geology of Cheshire. His first book to be published was The Weird Stone of Brisingamen in 1960, and it is here that the legend of Alderley first makes its appearance in Garner's work. It is a version of the sleeping hero myth, often connected to King Arthur and his knights, and Garner was first told it by his grandfather. The legend, as Garner first heard it, begins with a farmer from the village of Mobley riding across the edge to Macclesfield to sell his milk-white mare. He is stopped at Thieves' Hole by a man with long hair and beard who asks to buy the mare. The farmer refuses, and on returning from Macclesfield, his horse unsold, he comes across the man for a second time and follows him to a great rock embedded in the hillside. The rock splits apart and they descend into the hill itself. There he finds a sleeping king and 140 knights in silver armour and by the side of all but one a milk-white mare. As a payment for the horse, the farmer takes what he can of the old man's treasure and, this is Garner's addition, unwittingly removes the weird stone from its resting place. The book then tells the story of two children, Colin and Susan, who have been sent by their parents to stay on Alderley Edge. Once there, they meet the wizard Catalan Silverbrow, the old man of the original legend, and the dwarfs, Fenodiri and Durathror, and with them they must save the Weirdstone from the forces of evil. Only then will the sleeping knights under the hill be safe, for when Britain is in grave peril it is said that they will ride out of the edge and put the world to rights. Garner transforms the local legend into a fantasy narrative to express what he believed to be the power of the edge, 
For names of the characters and places, he uses names from Old Norse mythology. The Brisingamen of the title, for example, is the name for the necklace of the goddess Freya. The little goblin creatures which the children encounter are the Svart Alpha, and the conflict between good and evil is referred to as Ragnarok. The sequel to The Weird Stone was The Moon of Gomrath, and for this Garner took inspiration from Welsh and Gaelic mythology and folklore. The names of the Leos Alpha, the Elves of Light, all appear in the Welsh tale of Cullach and Olwen, perhaps the earliest known story of King Arthur. Garner's third novel is set both in the suburbs of Greater Manchester and the magical medieval world of Elador, which four children find access to in a demolition site. Although Garner has always professed to dislike C.S. Lewis and his Narnia books for their poor quality and repugnant moralising, there is a clear parallel between both fantasy worlds. Garner's Elador is a dying wasteland, and it is up to the children to bring it back to life using four enchanted objects. The story is partly a retelling of the English folktale of Child Roland, about a boy who must travel into Elfland to rescue his sister. It was with the publishing of his fourth novel, The Owl Service, when Garner began to be recognised as a writer of craft, and it was the book which made his name among critics. It tells the story of three teenagers who are forced together in a house in an isolated Welsh valley, and after finding a set of old plates in the attic, begin to experience supernatural occurrences. The pattern on the plates, which looks at first like abstract floral design, is thought by the girl, Alison, to look like owls. They then read a tale, the fourth in a series of old Welsh myths known as the Mabinogion, in which a woman, Blodeworth, is created out of flowers as a wife, but after having an affair with the Lord of Pentlyn and conspiring to kill her husband, she is turned into an owl as punishment. The teenagers realise they are stuck in an endless reenactment of the myth, and it is uncertain whether Alison is made of flowers or is actually an owl and must go hunting. The Mabinogion is very important material for Garner, but the owl service is the only one of his books to be set in Wales. He learnt Welsh in order not to use it, he said. Through the language it is possible to read the mind of a people, and by learning the language, he writes, I hope to discover how a character would feel, and think, and hence react. The Owl Service also represents the last book Garner wrote that can easily be categorised as a children's fantasy. His next novel was Red Shift, a book of three layered narratives revolving around the village of Malkop in Cheshire. Red Shift deals with the elasticity of time, a pervasive theme across Garner's fiction, and, like the Owl Service, the echoes of emotion and action over different periods in a single place. Its prose style is far more stripped back than any of Garner's straight fantasy books, and there is still debate as to whether it can be classified as a children's book. The fantasy elements of Garner's fiction after Redshift fall almost entirely away, and the books that follow, Furzbitch, Strandloper, and the third book in the Weirdstone trilogy, Boneland, are far more realist in tone and subject, and concern ancestry, violence, destiny, and of course the Cheshire landscape. The exception is the four books which make up the Stone Book Quartet, in which Garner attempts to create a mythology, or rather, to tell his own family history in mythic terms. 
His relationship to his family is one of the great conflicts in his work, as he believes that his time at grammar school and Oxford rendered him unable to communicate with them, and paradoxically, it made him able to understand what it was he had lost. As he writes of his life at Alderley, in the best sense, as a family, we have always known our place. We handled it as miners and stonecutters, we culled its timber for houses and fuel, and grew food on its soil. At a deeper level, we accepted that there was a hero king asleep in the ground, behind a rock named the Iron Gates. Our water supply derived from the Holy Well, which granted wishes to tourists at weekends. Garner's writings about the edge have been an attempt to amend this conflict, and fantasy, mythology, and the tales told to him as a child have been his tools. <laughs>